Oh my god, fuck yes, I would fucking love a cup of tea. Welcome everybody. Today is a unique episode and different format for spilling our tea. It is episode three. Thank you guys for coming back. I'm I'm literally getting chills right now. I'm so excited and I'm really excited for today's guest, good friend, um, amazing digital artist, and the person responsible for all the Southern Hemp Tea logos, designs, and labels, Ethan Hoover. Thank you for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that intro. Thank you for having me. That made me sound like a way cooler person than I actually am. No. <laughs> Seriously. God. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind of five years of yeah. our friendship. Five years. Five. So so we so real quickly, because I want to dive into the labels pretty I want to get into like letting people see behind the scenes, but I do like people to know how we met. And interestingly, last night we discovered, how did we meet? We met on a cruise at a steakhouse. (laughs) So I am sure your listeners who know you know your relationship with the band Paramore. Most people who know me know my relationship with the band Paramore. So we met on a Paramore cruise through a mutual friend. Shout out to Danny. What's good? We miss you. We love you and miss you. Um, But I roomed with Danny and you and Danny were friends. And Danny and I had a reservation at a steakhouse. And she was like, hey, Aaron's going to come. You guys both like art. And I was like, fuck yeah. New friends. Let's do this. Yes. And the rest is history. Yes. And we were talking about yesterday and the one thing that sticks out to me was that moment where we all looked and saw the sunset. So oh, we're, yeah. what, I don't know if that was 13th deck or what floor. It was up but, there. But we were literally next to the window and like, I don't know. That was my first, was that your first? Oh yeah. Parahoy? I had never been on a boat, like a cruise before that. And I was like, <laughs> go big or go home. Dude, we were on a fucking giant boat. In the middle of the ocean. With, it's our favorite band. It was amazing. Dude, it was amazing. And so that year, I think there was like, I think, was that the, I don't even want to know if I want to talk about New Fun Glory, but was that the church's yes. lights year? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember meeting Rocket in the elevator. Like one night after everybody had gone to bed, I was up doing something and I was in the elevator and I was like, this lady looks familiar. And then somebody else was like, yeah. oh my God, lights. And I was like, oh my God, lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is fire. Oh Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. on that boat was cool, barring Dude, some. seriously, and um, if for any reason Paramore listens, we are so stoked and waiting for you to come back. Yes. We all miss Parahoy. Um, and so, yeah, we were, uh, this is actually in my previous guest, Dan, it was the same. We met through Paramore. So shout out to Paramore for fucking existing and right? still being a band for making badass music and forging really solid friendships that span That's... years and insane distances. Cause we've never even lived remotely close to each other. No. And if I remember there was 34 different countries on Parahoy. Yeah. Like rep. Yeah. That's wild. So absolutely wild. So I was telling Ethan that um, I did make some tea and I, Literally, like, already drank it before we even got started. My bad. (laughs) 
You were um, thirsty. That's all. Dude, I'm fucking, I was thirsty. And I also told Ethan that I am overly caffeinated. So if I started talking too much, tell me to shut the fuck up. Be like, yo. Um, so speaking of tea, I went back today with Monster Mint. Ooh, that purple. Yes. So, God, um, I'm a huge fan of Monster Mint. I could have gone, you know, we did it last week, but um, I love it because it does turn purple, which is awesome. But getting to the Monster Mint creation. Yes. So, God, I we started, oh, like, I remember, like, my first, like, chicken scratch rough draft of Southern Hemp Tea. Do you remember? Yeah, that was during the pandemic, like when I was out of work for quarantine because my store was shut down. So that's Mm -hmm. over, oh, we might be at the year mark. I feel like it was like right around this time last year we started talking about it. Yeah, it was um, probably April 1st, or I'm sorry, first week or second week of April. Yeah. Yeah. And And to see what has been accomplished in a full year, like my hat off to you, mama. You're incredible. Oh God. I, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like if people only saw how many times I do lose my mind a day, I mean, I do. I'm, I, here's the thing. It's good stress. There's a difference between good stress and bad stress and experiencing like lately I have per se too much going on that I can't keep up. That's a good problem. Yes. It's like a rock tumbler. Um, like you're a gem and you're in this rock tumbler and you're just polishing yourself to become a diamond. Oh, I love it. Did I use that in my interview this morning? Also, yes. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Shut up. Maybe cut that part out. I'm just kidding. Keep it in. I don't care. <laughs> no one from work is going to probably listen. So. <laughs> well, and if they do, it's it's all good. I mean, it's not um, a surprise either. <laughs> yes. So Monster Mint. Yeah. So yeah, we started so... Ethan was my go-to because I am an old school artist and I knew that he did digital art and he does fantastic, like clean. I think it's, it's kind of like old school style. Is that your typical? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what my, I don't really have like a per se style. I draw a lot of things that are inspired by tattoos, which I think you kind of hit on with like things being cleanly lined. So mm-hmm. I would say like yeah, American traditional with, like a little bit more color because I do like color. Sometimes you have to rein me and you're like, that is too neon, Ethan. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. We'll tone it down just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with art, there's so the possibilities were endless, but this whole thing came together. So this this name, this brand, this vision in all these blends hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. And the reality is, is when people ask me, like, how did you, how did you do this? Or how did you know how to, and my answer is God. Yeah. And many, and, and I think that that's something that I do want people to, to really hear and know is that this wasn't like some, um, money driven, like, Ooh, I want to join the CBD industry and just try to make lots of money. Yeah. It's like the opposite. Like I did not have I shouldn't say that I didn't have a plan because I've always wanted to own my own company. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, 
And it, it just, everything just clicked and things made sense. And I just felt like there was such a, a power greater than me opening doors for understanding, learning. You know, I spent hours and days and weeks researching tea blends because yep. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about it. Um, so, so little by little, like I started experimenting and I'm just going to use Monster Mint kind of as our, we're, what we're going to talk about and showcase today because it is the newest one and Ethan killed it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was easy. You gave me a really easy things to work with. It was a partnership on that aspect. Yes. Sure. Yeah. But it was so, fun. And I'm good. Yeah. And like, that's, I don't know. That's what it's about too. Like, honestly, it's just not about, it's not about money for me. The money allows me to continue my vision and it supports the brand, which ultimately is here to not only demystify the stigma, but I kind of want to pay it forward to people that don't know CBD works and how well it works and that you don't have to suffer with anxiety or right. insomnia, you know? Um, so yeah, like Monster Mint was a pretty cool name. And then we went with like a purple and green and I just remember when you texted me and you were like, so we have a new flavor. And I was like, all right, what is it? And you were just like monster mint. And I think I remember texting you back just like the word fuck. And I was like, you I did. love this. You did. <laughs> you did. And that's what's, that's what's so cool is like, this is not a, mm, how do I say this? It's not like, I don't know the words right now. They're they're unique. They're yeah. very custom designs, custom made for this tea, this brand. Right. They feel almost is, like your characters or your mascots in a sense, where they have personality. Right. But they're not like a clone of each other where you're like, oh, we're just gonna switch up one ingredient. Like they feel so individual, but like all part of this dysfunctional little family. Yes. Although it's although I will say that it's actually the opposite. I would say it's a very functional family <laughs> for a dysfunctional person. I guess that's true. I just picture like it's, it's like for the punk rock people kind of too. Like sure. So well, there's cool elements. So yeah. like the four that we worked with, we did the. Um, I don't know if anyone can see a little bit, but so we worked with like some bones and like uh, a monster hand. And then Night Night was kind of a no-brainer. We went with like a cool little, I let Ethan create like a moon. Yeah. And I think that was um, the first one I drew too. And I remember sending it to you because that's where we started playing around with like the background designs. And I had like scribbled that in. And I think I remember being like, I don't know if you're going to like this. I can take it out. And you actually were like, no, I really like it. And I was like, yeah, it was just like a little doodle that I just like, this might feel right. Like I okay, so I want I really want you to know that maybe it was a pain in the ass in the beginning because because we were both new yeah. and I'm so specific and I had a very specific vision. But every time that you sent me like a final complete, I my whole body was on fire with oh. excitement. I I I just you made my dreams come true, oh. and I'm not I mean that. Oh. That, I, that means a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's like, yeah, like we fucking sat and ate a steak on a boat together. And here we are creating a 
growing CBD company in a huge industry and thriving. Right? Like, so life is fucking. It's so crazy. Like, imagine if we just sat down with ourselves at dinner. Like, we went back in time and we were like, this is what your future is going to look like. We probably would both been like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> no. Like, uh-uh. I think we would have looked at each other just very uncertain. Yeah. Like, I'd have been like, Danny, this is guy? this real life? <laughs> right. And and we did it. So, um, and kudos to you and thank you for working with me. Oh, it has been an amazing experience. And I know your passion. So it's no, the, the, the patience has always been like out of love because I know how much you care about this project. So like even those little changes, no, I was never like, oh my God, this is annoying. I was like, this is, she's pouring her heart into it. That's when I knew you were vested is when we got down to like the nitty gritty details. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Cause when I've, I've done work yeah. for other clients and it's like, they send over a brief. I send them over a sketch and they're like, yeah, that's good. I'm like, you don't want to change anything? And they're like, no. And that's yeah, like, no, um, I, I came back at you a handful of times. Which is good. It's healthy. We, and like, that's part of like my responsibility t- too as a designer. Yeah. No, and, and you totally worked with me. I mean, it was, and, and, and here's the thing. The reason I like talking about the labels is because customers and people, because my customers are more than a number. Yeah. They really are. They fucking love the labels. So we fucking killed it. It stands out. It's totally unique from a lot, if not any other brands out there. And people love that, you know? So amazing on that. And let's talk about what you're currently working on. What I'm currently working on. I don't know what that weird little dance was. I don't know, but let's get excited. Are we talking about it? We're talking. Have you announced it? Let's talk about it. People, it's <laughs> let's let's go there. We going so, rogue. So we are totally working on a bottled Southern hemp tea, an iced tea line of um ready to go brewed iced teas with hemp. And Ethan is in the process yet again, creating these amazing labels for them. And let me tell you, they're going to be fun because one of the key words that Aaron threw at me was one of my favorite things, neon. Yes. In a very tasteful way. I promise it's not going to be like 70s Miami threw up everywhere. <laughs> yes, but no, but so wait, clean. I thought we, I, we totally agreed 70s Miami. But in though. a good way, though. Like, I yeah. think when people hear 70s Miami, they think like Golden Girls, and it's not going to be like that. It's going to be like... Can be fresh and clean. Yeah, like a little, like a retro kind of neon Miami with southern hemp teas, kind of modern edge, if you will. Um, and I'm really, I'm, dude, I'm so excited. So, I, you probably know that I got invited to the expo in Las Vegas, which is crazy, and it's also a four-hour drive. So please let me know dates because I will be driving up to see you. Yes, dude, you should come out. The perks of living in the desert are few, but Vegas is four hours. No, I'm not kidding, and I'm saying this right now. Like, I'll I'll fly you out. I'll pay for your plane. Oh my god, Aaron, it's a four-hour drive. I will drive up there. You don't have to pay. Well, then whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you could you could stay in my hotel because I get a discount. Fuck yeah. Yo, yeah. Really? All right. Let's so, do it. Let's yes. Do it. That being said, um, and I'm telling you this here, like live now, is that <laughs> there's a little pressure on because 
come September, I want the, um, what's the word? I don't know if it would be samples or what's the word I'm looking for. Let's just say samples. I want them ready to showcase at the expo. So uh, we're going to have to touch base like in the next week or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I'm super freaking excited. And so one thing I thought of, and anyone that's listening that drinks the tea, I don't know if I would do a night night in the iced tea. What do you think? I mean, as a consumer, if I wanted a relaxing tea, I would typically go warm because I would associate right. that more with like a calming feeling. So I would say right. some people might prefer it though. Yeah. I, I just kind of occurred to me the other day is like, Totally what you said. Yeah. Like night night is I think I don't think I've ever drank it ice. I've drank all the others, but um I mean I'm sure it tastes really good. We might just have to, I don't know, come up with another flavor. Oh, like a maybe an energizing flavor also, in addition to Monster Mint. So Monster so the cool thing about Monster Mint is that it's very like I I said, it's invigorating and it's got like really <clears throat> excuse me, it's got very clean kind of uh, ingredients yeah. as well as flavor. The lemon peel, the spearmint, the butterfly pea yes, flowers. That's spearmint. Um, so good. Yeah. I like spearmint in is. anything. And when you sent me a sample of it, I was like, this is so bomb. Yeah. And like, to be yeah. fair, I am not a tea person. Like I was that kid that would go into Tivana and waste my parents' money on tea because I it looked cool. I never drank it. Really? But like, I like your stuff. And I don't Thank do you. tea. And that's not a paid advertisement either. Let that be known. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so let's bounce a little bit over to CBD. Yeah. So what is so where do you rock in between the THC and CBD world? Because I know I know you're kind of in it. Oh, I am. I'm very in it. I am less in the CBD world and more in the THC world. But that's sure. just what I respond to better. I've utilized yeah. both. Um, I was first introduced to CBD. I don't know if you asked me this part of the question, but I can remember kind of being introduced to it first. Back when I was still living in New Hampshire, a couple of my friends who had some anxiety struggles were um, talking about like CBD oil Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, talking about the pros and cons of that. I'm going to vape on this one real quick. Uh, I can do it. It's my podcast. (laughs) You do you, boo. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and I had a friend whose mom was like pretty health conscious. So, and I knew she was a pretty good kind of resource for me to bounce ideas off of. So I was like, Hey, I have a question for you. Like, what do you know about CBD? And a lot of really great information came out of that. And the first thing she stressed me was like, it's not going to get you high. And as like a 20 year old, I was like, all right, that's not what I'm looking for. But a couple of years later, right, when right. like as a functioning adult, when like I wanted to feel relaxed, but not get cooked and not be able to function, Cooked. That's it's amazing. my favorite way to describe being high is either cooked or zooted. Uh, <laughs> see, and for me, and and like, oh God, I I I couldn't tell you if I tried how many pounds of weed I've smoked in my life. But yeah. um, and it's funny because when you actually said that, like the word cooked, it gave me a really uncomfortable feeling of what it felt like to be high because yep. I. On the other hand, I really like being very much in control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to be cooked. <laughs> but 
there was certainly a point in my life where I was fucking, you know, totally baked and yeah. my work baked and blazed. Oh yeah. Uh, baked blaze, coke zooted, stony baloneyed. All okay. of them. Yeah. And I think for me, like right now in life, because like I didn't smoke in high school, I didn't smoke in college. I was like a very lame kind of edgy kid. Like I don't actually break any rules, but I wanted to be seen as like a rule breaker, but I couldn't bring myself to break them. Yeah. So now that I moved out to Arizona and weed is legal, like I'm going through that craze of like, yes, I can smoke it and buy it. And I'm like, Mm. at this point now I'm just like, all right, cool. The novelty is wearing off, which is kind of nice because to your point, coke is not always fun. I mean, it is, but like also a waste I, yeah, I just, I think there's a time and place and that oh, yeah. goes with like alcohol too. I mean, I don't drink alcohol anymore, but, um, but even so I think as adults, there's just a time and place like, like we're not fucking kids anymore. Right. I, I can't um, recover if I, you know, do something, stay out too late. Like the other night I stayed up to like 3am and I was off the next day and I woke up at noon and I was like, I'm never doing that again. I feel like death. Yeah, I used to and do then that people shit all the time. I know people people fucking do that, and it's just um, I don't know. I've been there, done that, and for me, it's like, and especially right now in my life, I, you know, I, I like to say that I'm rich, and it's not rich in money. It's it's rich in my life, rich right. in my soul, rich in friendships, rich in success, rich in um, all the things, the valuable you know, things that aren't money, like. You know what I mean? Like the things that actually have value, you're rich in. But like what society deems rich. Mm. Like I would I don't ra- know. I would rather have a fulfilling life and like three figures in my bank account than a bank account that looks like a phone number and have everybody either want something from me or like hate me because of my success, you know? Like no. I agree. Not about that. Like I definitely and I'm not I- in a very like energy kind of way, I am trying to bring very successful, like um, big vibes for the convention. I want to kill it. Um, I want to, I'm I mean, speaking. If your, tra- if your trajectory continues, there's no doubt in my mind you're not going to kill it. Uh, yeah. And so actually part of the reason I, um, I have to find someone to come with me. And so when you said that, I was like, well, I will pay for you to come out and, and, you know, run the booth with me and, and whatever. Because yeah. I, there's going to be 10,000 people. That's amazing. 10,000 people. Incredible. So Do you remember when we were goal, joking about Bonnaroo? What about it? Remember when we were trying to talk about getting your tea into Bonnaroo? And, oh, for the self-love. Yeah, and we went from talking about Bonnaroo to you being at the biggest hemp expo. Yeah. Like, that's so amazing. I know. I I cried and and oh. I even made a vi- I I was in my car and I was really I was at such a low point. Oh yeah. It, it, even that morning. Um you know, I really have been struggling since my dad passed away and I've mentioned that my life I lost a little bit of purpose and meaning and dude, I put my my blood sweat and tears literally all day all I think about is southern hemp tea and how to make it better and I felt like I was never going to get that break because I'm a self what is it um I don't know the word like I I literally started this company with $500 yeah and 
I just can't believe that it happened. <laughs> and so that being said, um, I guess the idea of, you know, somebody seeking my company out, calling me and saying, we want you at this convention. We want you to speak and we really want you to come to the next one. I, I just felt like God came in, that God has my back, oh, yeah. that he sees my work and he's going to carry me through because I am meant to do this. A hundred percent. And I have to say totally like, I can't, I couldn't do this without you and your skills realistically. Uh-uh. I mean, I, so, um, to anyone that really knows me, like technology, uh-uh. <laughs> like software apps, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's going too far in advance for me to keep up. So you know, I drew these kind of these cups and I and I drew you like the initial sketch of what I wanted the logo to be like. And realistically, I mean, you executed it and we made it into a amazing eye-catching label. Yeah. And it just it just grew from there and we're not stopping. So just so everyone knows, I'm not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> and we're gonna fucking ride this to the top. Ethan's not going anywhere because I'll die without him. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, so it's um, it's really cool. I I just love the feedback that people. Everyone loves labels. It's I love like, what you've done with them too. Like when you sent me the T-shirts, the stickers, like such a cool application of what we created. Like that was awesome mm-hmm. too. That was a nice little surprise. Because fun fact. I didn't even know about them. And I got them and I was like, this is amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it's like weird things like that. So I've, okay, here's the thing. One, I don't have a degree. Two, I'm an art school dropout. Okay. I only got to like my second quarter and then I mean, I developed. Somebody who went through four years of art school and it does not even work in that industry anymore. You didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- and that's what I hear. I hear, I mean, like it, it could totally be one, it could be a scam, but two, do you really need to pay, you know, what I was paying, what stupid amounts of money. I mean, 70 plus thousand dollars. And, it, and I mean, look at me, bitch, I don't fucking need you, <laughs> right. but, yeah, it was- but it is awesome to have that degree and that education. Cause I think that there are really awesome things for artists that, um, that we, that we do learn in a classroom with um, professionals in the, in the art world that, that, and there are things that I, even in that short term, I've actually applied certain things like, so trick, I don't know if you know this or learn this, that the trick to drawing a straight line is actually to look at your elbow. I did not know that. Yes. I thought like looking at my elbow. Try it. Try it. That could be a game changer. That could be a game changer. So anywho, I mean, going so back I'd... to art school, not like anybody knows where I went to art school, but to give you a clear idea of like what I was paying for, one of my teachers did an entire project with us about dish towels. Yes. I have no idea. I still don't know why I did that project, but I had to. I buy was just going to say, and how, and, and where have you applied that into your life now? I haven't, bro. I have no <laughs> exactly. fucking idea. I art had a... school really can be such a sham yeah i mean there's some stuff i learned obviously but like yeah it was more for uh, like me the collaboration of like being in a condensed unit with other creatives because like what's nice about working with you is you're also creatively minded so we speak a very similar language 
We really which is do. Awesome. But I have like yeah. I've done design clients before for people who don't know any lingo and trying to communicate just usually ends up getting harder. Like I had a client once who wanted a licensed background from Apple that came like on a stock computer. He wanted that as his business card background. And I was like, sir, this belongs to Apple. He's like, no, you can just screenshot it and use it. And I was oh like, oh my God, homie, okay. this is going to cost you like $10,000 in licensing fees. That's probably a little much. I don't want anyone to come for me in your comments about that. Wow. So speaking of, so I'm going to quickly kind of, yeah, Jump. So I just saw this the other day and part of me doesn't know if I should say this on here, but I'm going to. So I need, dude, I need to copyright the shit right now out of Southern Hemp Tea. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. That's fine. I'm not a fan, like I said, of throwing any other um, labels under the bus or companies, but there is a brand called Apothecary Brothers that is probably the most well-known CBD tea. It's kind of one of the few that's out there. And I came across one of their blends that they came out with in February this year. And it's called, I think it's called like sensual tea or sensual time. And there's, I think, three out of five ingredients from Take Me Home. Those shady ladies. Yeah. And I found it and I was like, are you fucking kidding so like one of the main thing, like, here's the thing, my word travels fast in the CBD industry, not to mention with social media. Right. And um, the fact that it, they just came out with it a few months ago where mine's been out for, I look, I can't claim anything, but it looks a little mm, to me. Right. It's so more that, being, that like, oh, cool. Compare like, oh, they're similar to like. It's like the like of they the use, two Spider-Mans. They use the red font also. It's a very, literally like the same color font as we did for Take Me Home. Um, they use the word sensual to, they use the horny goat's weed. So it was just, and yeah. That's like one of them ingredients that like most people probably would, okay. There are no tea, no. It, like that was that's, such a unique <sighs> thing for me to do. So, I mean, I'm, so as annoying as it is though, take that as a sign of flattery because oh, it, I totally did. They've been around for how long? And they're like, Oh, look, this individual less than a year is being invited to speak at this conference because of their success and the investment they put back into this. Let's try and copy from them. Like, no, thank you. Ooh. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I didn't see what happened, but I heard a commotion. <laughs> oh, I just, we're good. I have my headphones. You're fine. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just getting fired uh, up. Nobody yes. steals from my friends. That's right, motherfuckers. Oh, shit. Knuckle crack. I mean, I'm also in Arizona, so like <laughs> it might take me a couple of days to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I see you, Apothecary, but also, <laughs> yes. So also, let's just go to CBD anxiety, yeah. right? Um do you ever experience or deal with anxiety? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and disclaimer this as undiagnosed. I have never seen a medical professional. So it's all research that I've done for myself on the internet. But absolutely. I know I get very, very uncomfortable and like tight and just very anxious feeling, especially mm -hmm. in like large crowds, which is crazy because mm -hmm. like I love going to shows and stuff, but like I have right. to be towards the back. 
Unless it's Paramore, and then obviously we up front. Yeah, yeah, up front, but like I can, front row, I can mitigate it. Barricade. Oh, 100%. I will never forget the amount of people that have been so invading in my personal bubble to be up at that barricade. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> it's pretty rough. It is, but... Um, just as a disclaimer, if your listeners are concert goers and people are at the barricade, don't push them. They can't go anywhere. Please. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. that needs to be said for sure. But back to your question, um, I've felt it more so now, especially with working with the public in the middle of a global pandemic in a state that doesn't really believe in science. Like, I'm anxious yeah. to go to work most days, whether am I going to get COVID? Am I going to get screamed at by somebody? So when you get anxious, what are your go-tos? What do you do? Go-tos? Beforehand, it would be I would wallow in it and I would just kind of not know how to get out of it. And I would just let it take over and dictate. And now for me, it's a lot of breath work. I breathe through Mm -hmm. it. And I just um, remind myself that there are things that I have direct control over. And that's what I need to control versus the things that I have zero control over. Like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to control every single person in the mall. But like, can I control the people in my store, for example, to help kind of ease my anxiety? A hundred percent. Right. I think breathing. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I think it's for me, a lot of it stems from control. Like I have to be able to relinquish control for things that I have no control over. Right. And if I don't, I'm like, ooh, that makes me feel some type of way. Right. No, I definitely think yeah. breathing is huge. Um, I have been diagnosed since 16, so 34 now. And one thing, and I'll throw this out there for anyone that's listening, if you're listening for the aspect of anxiety, uh, anxiety awareness and resources. One thing that I learned that is that can be tricky to do, but there is a um, method of grounding. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, if you physically, you kind of, you know, focus in. You you take a deep breath, and you let your thoughts just shut off, and. Like in this instance, so I remember, okay, so I'll share a story of one time I had an uh, anxiety attack. I was on the beach when I lived in Evanston and I was at, um, I was at, you know, the beach slash Lake Michigan. And I called my therapist from the beach, which I've never done before. And I was panicking and I don't remember why. And this was the first time she introduced it to me. And I remember it was a perfect setting because she said, you know, put your hands in the sand and I did, and I put my hands in the sand. I remember like yesterday, and she said, just feel the sand, feel the sun, close your eyes. Imagine yourself, like, or not imagine, but feel your butt on the ground, feel the air around you, hear the sounds. Because what anxiety is, and I'm so glad I get to say this, what anxiety is, is your body's physical reaction to your mind going to a place and time that has not yet happened. My mind does that all the time too. <laughs> so that's what that's really what it is, is that when you create scenarios in the human brain that have not happened, it doesn't know how to process that. So it literally kind of goes into a shock, um, which is when I learned that, it was really helpful because yeah. it's like, Every day, you know, you don't have to have anxiety to to 
uh, overthink. Right. Anyone, we all overthink, right? Anyone raise your hand if you overthink. Hello. I got, I got two hands. <laughs> yeah. Overthinking. Um, and ADHD doesn't help that. I, I overthink at high speeds right? is what happens. Um, I feel you on that. Yeah. And it's, it's tricky. And I think one of your outlets, if I remember a few months back, we were talking and you, I think you were in a rough spot, but you said that you were just like, you put on music and you were just sitting and listening to music for hours. Yeah. Sometimes. Is that sun? Yeah. So I like to, especially with like noise canceling headphones. So for me, um, kind of going to loop in this topic of music, but also just like with self care, because I think that goes hand in hand with anxiety and just mental health and taking care of yourself. And, um, I find a lot of comfort in music, specifically like things that I associate with happy memories or like happy times of my life. Because for me, I can listen to a song or listen to a piece of music and almost physically put myself back into that space of where I was when it was occurring. Yeah. So it's a little bit of escapism. Like recently I've been going through a phase where I really miss going to festivals. Like I used to go to a lot of raves back in the day and I will listen to old recordings and be like, I felt, reminisce. yeah, and like I could feel like the energy and that's, I get into energy and people are like, you lost me when you started talking about energy, but like, I can feel Dude, it. Fuck. And, like, okay. Forget it. those people. <laughs> yes. No, I, I'm like, um, I'm just going to chime in too. Um, and then actually we're going to have to wrap up. Unfortunately, I know they're by so fast. That just means they're going to have to be a part two. Maybe. Yeah, we're, you know, totally dude. <laughs> You're like um, never again. <laughs> No way, bro, please. Um, no, this is such, this is a great conversation. And I know people can relate. Oh, yeah. That's the most important thing is that if you're listening, I want you to be able to relate. I want you to know that you are human and I am human. Ethan's human. We're all human. And right now we're dealing with a really insane, unnatural state of society. So please come back. I want to be comforting. I want to be encouraging. And I want people to find inspiration in this podcast. So, but that being said, um, that just made me think of my experience at the Bring Me the Horizon concert. The first one I went to with Dan Mitchie, the floor was shaking. Yep. Okay. That like, and so I actually just got broken up with like a few hours before. Yikes. I was in such a bad spot. And I remember it, but um, but I the, the energy in that concert took me to a place that was not the place that I was in. Right. And so, like that escape from music is amazing. So I think what we could definitely take from this episode is that there are thousands and millions of people that go to music to escape anxiety. And that's totally fucking cool. Yeah. Um, music has saved my life. And I'm sure you could say probably it saved yours. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. So, and, I, and real quick, what I was listening to today, which is a really awesome band that I love. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's called Alaska with a Z. I have not now. And I was, so I haven't really been able to listen to music since my dad died. It's very hard because everything that I hear, Reminds everything yeah. just somehow. Um, and sometimes it's kind of that, I don't know the genre, but like kind of hardcore screamo punk alternative. Anywho, it's not like it actually releases me. That's amazing. Hearing like people screaming like that and like the rage, it actually releases me. And yeah. like, so um, 
it, it's definitely an outlet. Music is an outlet for sure. Um, and yeah, I just... And it brings uh, people together too. Like back to what we first said, like this would not be a conversation if not for music. Totally. There's so many, there's, and there, I was thinking, um, there's so many people, we have a mutual group of friends oh my God, that yeah. I totally hope you all listen and, and join in. And I don't know. I just, uh, there, there really is so many amazing friendships that I've made just through music and Paramore especially. So, oh, yeah. um, so grateful for that. Waiting for a new album, by the way, guys, any day. Soon. Um, the infamous soon. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to cut off here. I think literally my phone's going to die. Oh, so, no. Thank you for chatting. Oh, my God. And thank you for having again, me. Yes. Um, if you are interested and have not tried it yet, Southern Hemp Tea is the place to be. Um, shop online at southernhemptea.com. Amazing artwork from Ethan, who is creating all the designs. So thank you. Oh, my and God. Thank you. I'm stoked for these new labels. So let's fucking blow people away with them. They're going to be Vegas quality. Let me tell you. Fuck yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Fuck yeah. Right on. <laughs> awesome. And everyone that listened, thank you. And uh, I hope you all have an amazing day and you as well, friend. It was so great chatting with you. Bye. Totally. Bye.